Now on to our listeners. T3 understands what took place. The night you started listening to wrestling podcasts, you got down on your knees, put your little hands together and said a prayer and it sounded like this. Oh dear God, you see my name's Billy and I just love wrestling podcasts, but there's just one problem. They all absolutely suck. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said, Bob, but my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. You are absolutely right. They do suck. But there is one thing and one thing only that you can do. You must go find the show that is simply electrifying. You must go find Take Two Takedown. Oh, but God, anybody but take... Know your role and shut your mouth. And then as fear went through your body, tears went down your cheek and piss rolled down your leg. Your house started to shake, the clouds parted and the heavens opened. And what seemed like millions and millions of voices said to you in unison, Jabroni, if you smell what T3 is cooking... Episode 55, folks. Thanksgiving weekend. We're going to make this a sweet, quick one. A Thanksgiving episode, if you will. Yes, we're going to tell you what we're thankful for and mostly what we are not thankful for. Yeah, exactly. Because as we both reflected back into what we're thankful for that the world of wrestling brought us, uh, the no thanks list got much longer than the thanks list. So, you know what I'm thankful for? Yeah. Thankful for you, Greg. Oh, I'm thankful for you, John. And I'm also thankful for all of our listeners. Yes. All of our followers on at Take2Takedown on the Twitter. If this is your first time, welcome. Welcome. You've picked a great one to come in on. Welcome to the fold. The uh, Bearded Warriors are here to talk to you. I think that's our new tag team I think that's our new tag team name. That's what was given to us on episode 110 of Take2 Podcast, our parent show. And like you asked, Mm -hmm. do we take on Mustache Mountain? I think we have to, right? As of right now, the only person on Mustache Mountain is co-host Roy from the Take-Two podcast and the realm of Take-Two. And I'm okay. This can be a handicap match. Yeah, he he can't handle this. He He is a year younger than me, I think. So that makes him, what? At least 45 years younger than you. Yeah, because I'm the elder statesman. That's the nicest way of saying he's the old He's the old guy. Uh, thank you for all of you that have been calling our hotline, which is none of you, so pick that shit up. Yeah. Uh, 434-602-1931. Operator is standing by. Come on, guys. Make Tony do some <laughs> make work. Make Tony do some work. Get we need him, him. Get him away. Get him away from watching everything under the sun. You know what? And I think the best thing is, is there is no better thing to do during the holiday season than have to go listen to voicemails that are constantly left on your phone during the Thanksgiving holiday. You know what we would recommend? If you have questions about Thanksgiving dinner, if you want to avoid the wait on the Butterball hotline, right? call Tony. Call Tony. Maybe you went out today and you got a frozen turkey and it's the day before Thanksgiving and you're not sure how to dethaw that thing quick enough. Call Tony. Dethaw or just thaw? Uh, dethaw. Dethaw would imply that you want to freeze it. Right. Mm-hmm. No. no you, I don't, under, you, I don't you, understand. You want it thawed? What? Episode 55. John. 
Oh, my God. There are many things that WWE gave us this year that we should be thankful for, that we actually did enjoy. Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Was Survivor Series one of those? Um, maybe. All right. So (laughs) if we were going to equate Survivor Series to Thanksgiving dinner, Mm -hmm. was it like mom's best? Mm -hmm. Was it... The first Thanksgiving with your new wife or spouse mm-hmm. that, you know, was not the best, but you lied about it. Mm-hmm. Or was it like college years where you went and got a turkey sub from Subway? Okay. Th- I'm actually thinking it's going to be a fourth category. Option oh, no. D, which is you're moved away from home. Maybe even college you're out of. And you get a Big Mac. But you've got some friends. You all have a real job. No one's really going home, though. So you're like, let's have Friendsgiving. And you've got some people that know what they're doing, maybe make a nice side dish, maybe even someone who makes a turkey. Then you have other friends who just buy a pumpkin pie from the grocery store Mm -hmm. or bring a can of cranberry sauce because they don't know how to do anything else. Mm -hmm. So, like, overall, acceptable. But, like, you take out some of those individual pieces and you're like, well, that's not really put a lot of effort into that really wasn't that good. That was okay. So you're going, I enjoyed that. You're going Survivor Series on a friends on a friendsgiving, an early right. friendsgiving, like I'm early twenties. I'm gonna put it at that turkey sandwich in college. Oh wow, you went that low. Yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna say it was like it was a feeble attempt at best, but it is nothing like what it should have been. Okay, so are we talking like Subway turkey sub? Because that's just straight garbage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's pretty bad. So we're not um, even talking like Wawa. So turkey dish but i mean for me survivor series was nothing but the build-up to the becky lynch ronda rousey match i would agree and we didn't get that Mm -hmm. now kudos to charlotte and rousey for coming out and putting on what was a good match i would probably lean towards the best match it was the best match Mm -hmm. but it was the replacement match right it wasn't enough yeah so it was like it was like that turkey in the sandwich it's turkey Mm -hmm. maybe right uh, but it, it just it wasn't what it needed to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the show, kind of like your friends giving analogy, mm-hmm. was kind of like somebody brought a can of cranberry <laughs> and just hoped that that would work. Yeah, somebody yeah. showed up with a red box rental of the Meg, mm-hmm. which, by the way, don't watch the Meg. It was a horrible movie. Uh, <laughs> I believe you picked that in yeah, our summer, summer draft. Summer picks. Um, I, I'm learning. I'm mm-hmm. learning. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, early on, but um. Yeah, all in all, in my opinion, Survivor Series was not really good at all. Uh, I mean, I think there were some enjoyable parts. I actually kind of liked the kickoff tag team uh, battle. I thought that was decent. I thought that had some good spots in it. I enjoy the fact that when you then come into this week on SmackDown, you have Xavier Woods just shouting six and one, six and one over and over again. Being the fact that so much so the, that he's wearing it on his pilgrim right. costume, the only for the Thanksgiving <laughs> feast fight. Oh, that was horrible. Um, the only thing that mattered apparently was the main show because all they kept talking about was the sweep of Raw winning everything, and it was like, no, SmackDown, SmackDown won the tag team thing. You put in the kickoff. Do you, did yeah. you forget that? Like, yeah. Well, that's um, the kickoff. So yeah, everyone forgets r- it. Well, it's not really. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's make believe. Um, how did you feel? Uh, I think worst match of the night for Survivor Series, I'd probably go AOP in the bar. Yeah, that's pretty a, awful. Not a fan of that one. Not um, a fan of that one. Biggest at all. letdown of the night, Nakamura Rollins. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I don't know who to put that on. 
I don't. I, I just expected more from both of them. I thought they would elevate each other up. It's like they phoned it in. Yeah, they didn't. Exactly. Like they didn't even try. It's like here's the spots we're gonna hit. Rollins, you'll win, and then on to the next. Right. But don't forget, this is the one night of the year where Raw and SmackDown go against <laughs> each other, except for um, this coming weekend uh, at, at Starcade when Raw and SmackDown people will also think, fight each other. Do you think Starcade is like the makeup? I imagine, from what I've heard, because this is the first time they're airing Starcade, like, on the network. From what I've heard, it usually is. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm actually looking forward to Starcade. I think it's the makeup for a really bad Survivor Series. Yeah. And I think it's only, like, one or two hours, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's short. Yeah. It's, it's pretty short. But, you know, let's see. I'm hoping. Fingers Maybe crossed. it'll be something good. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I mean, we had these... Raw and SmackDown team shows, they were horrible. The, yeah, I, I just I, I couldn't get over and usually you and I are like the eternal optimist. Oh, like yeah. all the all the other wrestling shows that we partner with, listen to and enjoy. <laughs> and they all hate. Everybody hates the WWE. They hate on them and and I mean we do our fair share as well, but right. we always try like we always try to find that one good thing. Mm-hmm. And all I can pull from it is well, the Charlotte Rousey match was pretty good, and yeah, it, you exactly. know some of this could build. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I did like this week on SmackDown when uh, the Miz calls out Shane McMahon. Yes, and he yes. says, "Hey, we're going to partner together because we're, you know, the whole the whole world champion yeah. greatest." Mm-hmm. And he calls out some jobbers, and Shane McMahon's like, "No, no, you do it." And right. then uh, Miz actually gets pinned by a jobber. Oh, that was great. That was the, great. The I actually Brian Brothers, that. I think, is what they were called. Yeah. And they looked exact, they're like exactly. Spin they're like spin images of each other. So uh, I like that. I, I was like... not a fan of. Sorry to interrupt. I was not a fan of Survivor Series women's with uh, Facebreaker Nia Jax getting the push and winning that. Uh, I was I was hoping, and I think many other people were, that after what she did to Becky Lynch, that they would uh, they'd go with it, they'd run with it, but they would still punish her. Well, and you know instead they let's bigger up again. Yeah, but I mean, here's the problem: you've already promoted the match between her and Ronda Rousey for TLC. <sighs> That's true. You've got to keep her strong. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for her to win, I mean, were they submarine Oscar again? Again, mm-hmm. for her to win that, and then to come out this week on Raw and beat up Bailey and Banks. Yeah. I mm-hmm. just, I mean. You got to keep her strong. I'm hoping that this is just because they have this match, so they have to make it look like Nia is a viable threat. Yeah. And then, you know. I did enjoy making uh, Rousey look strong when it came to Raw the night after, you know, with the whole, you know, she's beat up. You see the bruises on her leg. You see the welts. And she was like, if, no, if I can't defend this today on my worst day, I don't deserve this belt. Granted, they brought up Mickey James, which is not really even a contest Mickey, for her. But they made Aunt Mickey look strong. <laughs> they made her look strong. They made her look good. So, um, so I, I did appreciate that. Yeah. The, the Lesnar-Daniel Bryan? I think the Raw and SmackDown after Survivor Series was better than Survivor Series. I completely and agree. that's saying something. Completely agree. The Yeah, like you said, the Lesnar-Daniels match was... <sighs> pretty weak yeah mm-hmm. uh it was spot for spot and i will commend brock he sold for brian he did and he's not a big fan of selling for anybody no but he sold for he brian sold for brian so i appreciate and, that uh, i appreciate the uh ruthless aggression of brian at the very start to just run out and you know dive kick straight for lesnar's knee like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At the minute that bell rang I, I i like that like yeah i mean there are like i said 
Good pieces. Good pieces. Hand, handful Maybe of the things. stuffing's made well because they used mom's me- recipe. Maybe they read the green bean casserole recipe on the French onions, uh, like, well, fried like, thing. Like, but... like, if you make the generic green bean casserole, right. it's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've had much better when people put some effort into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just... For me, it's like, you know what? I'm going to get a turkey sandwich <coughs> and, you know, it was similar, but it wasn't good enough. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, all in all, Survivor Series for me was a letdown. And I think we we predicted it as we knew would be the case, which is why we included it in our Pick'em Challenge. Takeover the night before, significantly better than Survivor and Series. And it was only four matches. Four matches, significantly better. Like there wasn't even a contest. I think my favorite match of that night was actually the Gargano Black match. I really enjoyed that match now, a lot. Don't get me wrong; I like the other four. Oh yeah, I think they were all really good. I think or they were the all other good. three. They were all really good, but that was my favorite just because I think I was more vested in that. Yeah. Like I wanted to see Undisputed Era and Team Ricochet Dunn mm-hmm. and War Raiders have a good match, and they did. And they did, but thanks to Dunn using his final call into the. Uh, cage to throw every piece of furniture that was underneath the ring, around the ring, anything he could to throw in there, which I appreciated. Yeah, but my problem with that match was everybody had to have all of their spots. They had to do it with all these props. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I think it's it's on the flip side of the feast where it's like you've eaten four plates at Thanksgiving and you're like, you know what? Right. Maybe that was too much. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really liked it. Yeah. It was really, really good. But now I'm paying the price for it. Yeah, and, and I mean, you went from, granted the match, quote unquote, doesn't start until the last person went in, but counting that, counting from the very beginning of the two in the ring, Cole and Ricochet, I believe mm-hmm. who it was, counting from then to the end, that entire thing was almost 55 minutes long. Yeah, that, like, that's, it, which it is, it kind of needed It to needed be. to be, you're getting, you're getting almost 20 minutes of people coming in, but. I think. Still. I mm-hmm. think we learned a valuable lesson though. Mm-hmm. In the future, when we have a big match like that, that we know, like a Royal Rumble, that we know is going to take a lot of time, Mm -hmm. we should discount that from our what's the longest match prop questions. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because it's kind of like that should be a given. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't pick it because I didn't. No, didn't even think about it. but. But then I was just like, when I was watching it, I was looking at the thing, I'm like, you know, kudos to all those that were smart enough to pick it, which Mm -hmm. was not me. No. But... I was thinking, you know what, that's kind of a given. If you're going to have 10 people in a ring, it's probably right. going to be the longest match. Exactly. And if it's the main event, mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, I digress. But TakeOver was really good. That was like, to me, that was like the, you know, Thanksgiving luncheon at work before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. where it's like, this is all really good food because you bought it from like the local barbecue place. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know. I agree. I agree. It's only the let up to what should Maybe be. Maybe somebody went to Popeye's, dinner? got a Cajun fried turkey. Oh, I do like a Cajun fried turkey. I do like a Cajun fried turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad our friends in Ireland, alleged, don't have Popeyes. They don't have Popeyes. So they, they don't know the beauty Cajun fried of turkey. a Cajun fried turkey. They have the KFC. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Poor, anyway. Poor guys. So well, that's what's been happening. Yeah, so that was TakeOver and yeah. Survivor Series. Uh, normally, we go over our points and who won, who didn't, but we're going to let it ride for mm-hmm. a little bit because we just want this to be a little holiday episode, if you will. We want to talk about what we're thankful for and right. what we're not so thankful for right. this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, 
What do you want to start first with, Craig? You want to talk about what we're thankful for? I, or do I say you want let's... to digress into the evil of all the bad stuff that I say happened? let's start with the positive because I like to stay positive. Okay. Uh, and then once we go over the two to three things we like, then we'll get into the 45 we didn't. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> being the champ, mm-hmm. oh, God. I'm going to go first. I thought we'd have a holiday reprieve from this, but obviously not. No. Champions advantage. Go ahead. All right. Champion. <laughs> um, I think I speak for both of us. Mm-hmm. What we're thankful for this year is the opportunity to talk about WWE, wrestling in general, and all the fun stuff that makes this entertaining for us. Oh, yeah. So much so that we get to enjoy our friends. Mm-hmm. We get to enjoy the other shows that we interact with. Right, right. And the whole internet community that we tweet with and just... Get to revel in what the fun of wrestling is. Yeah, I mean, it. it is well known. We've talked about since early on um, that this is something we did prior to podcasting, just discuss wrestling. We started doing this, and honestly, if we had more than, like, ourselves listen, that that's just a plus. Yeah, because so- it it, we were just doing this mainly for our own personal enjoyment to start out. Now the fact that we've got hundreds and hundreds of listeners. Hundreds. Hundreds and hundreds. <laughs> Hundred and one. Um, we are thankful for all that. We're thankful that people actually listen to what we say. They actually kind of enjoy our opinion about the stuff. And like you said, interact with us on Twitter. Play all these pick 'em challenges we keep throwing out. You know, all of that sort of stuff. We we like that. We appreciate that. We love interacting with all these shows and becoming friends with people like Two Bit and Wrestling Life and Tag Me In and Busted Wide Open and all that. Exactly. Now, when it comes to WWE. I think there are ways we can break this down. I think there's storyline things we can be thankful for and wrestling matches themselves we can be thankful for. I agree. So what do you think you want to start at, champ? Storylines or matches? Uh, You know where I'm going to start. You Mm -hmm. know what I have to talk about. I know, so I'm just going to give you the floor. What am I most thankful for from the WWE Mm -hmm. this entire year? Mm -hmm. One, Rebecca Quinn. Yes. Mm -hmm. Also known as... Becky Lynch. Yes. Mm-hmm. The relentless. Um, I have been a fan of hers from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Loved her in NXT. Mm-hmm. Watched her come up. Uh, felt that she got a little bad play at the beginning of her time. But right, right. her rise near the end of 2018, where it turned from Becky Quinn, the steampunk queen, to mm-hmm. the badass Becky Lynch, uh, has been amazing. And the thing is, it's so organic that WWE cannot fight it. Yeah, exactly. They've tried to make They've her tried. a heel. They've tried they to do everything. Tried. But um, not just because I am, like, a super fan. Right, which you are. Um, I mean, to the fact that I have a cardboard cutout I say good morning to every... <laughs> Don't, that that may be what I'm most thankful for that year is figuring is this year is figuring out that news. Then not only do you have a cardboard cutout, which I knew, yeah, yeah, because it was around when you ordered it, yeah, but that it sits in your closet or mm-hmm. stands because mm-hmm. it is life size, um, and that every day you say hello to it, that she wishes you a good day. That that may be, so wait a minute, sorry, two things that. And realizing that Becky Lynch is closer in age to your son than yourself may be the two greatest pieces of information that I've gotten in 2018 that I am thankful for. But please, continue. But anyway, um, I am really thankful for just the whole character of Becky Lynch Mm -hmm. and the ability to watch her. I mean, 
Really, I, she's the Stone Cold, the Rock, the the Shawn Michaels, the Hulk Hogan that this company so badly needs. Yeah, yeah. So, and although it's unfortunate and the, you know, broken nose, broken face, whatever you want to call it, happened, I think that just solidifies her, you know, being a badass. Yes. So I'm mm. thankful for all of what's going on with her right now. But like anything, I worry that it's going to be crushed. Yes. What are you thankful for? Uh, I think one of the things that I enjoyed the most uh, about this year uh, is I was a big fan, and I know you were too, of the AJ Styles Samoa Joe uh, storyline epic that sort of happened, especially when it turned to Samoa Joe going personal, going towards his family, the whole Wendy thing. Like that, that was. That was we, promo work done to perfection, mainly more on Joe's part than, than yeah, Styles. I would give 90% of that exactly. to, to Joe. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we always say, like, careful with the family stuff, but, I mean, this was played perfectly like it was creepy enough. Right, exactly. And I'd even give a little bit of that percentage to uh, the Styles family because that whole interaction where AJ walks out to his wife and his daughter and his daughter's like, Daddy, you're bleeding. Like, I don't know how much of that she was told to say, but I that mean, made it so much more real. Yeah. Like, yeah. that made it so much more like, this seems like real life. <laughs> yeah, no, I really enjoyed that. Um, I also enjoyed The Miz this year. And a lot of people <sighs> mm-hmm. will disagree with me, but think about it. You have had The Miz all year be the constant arrogant foil yep. from where he had his Miz Taraj mm-hmm. to going over to SmackDown mm-hmm. and just being himself. He's been able to elevate anyone they've put him in a program with. Right, right. They he you refueled know. the Daniel Bryant, uh, you know, uh, whole argument that they were having before. Let that go, burn a little bit, and then is now you know moved on to something else, but still left that there. So and did that well, so that if he goes back to being against Daniel Bryant, we're still all like, oh, can't believe they're going back to this. You're like, yes, they're back to it. Like uh, that's the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah, so I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. What else? What are you thankful um, for? I think thankful for, and I think this can even be in terms of matches, but the three. NXT, Gargano versus Ciampa, those storylines we had. Because that unsanctioned match was WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. You know, and then you got into Street Fight and Last Man Standing. Like, all of those, you know, that whole storyline they had of them against each other, of, you know, of Gargano starting to more turn dark because of Ciampa because he had to get to his level. Like, all of that. And, you know, the rise of the very evil Ciampa. As your like top heel in probably WWE at this point. Let's make it a bigger meal and say I'm thankful for NXT because it's been the saving grace of the WWE this year. Oh yeah, yeah. Where we keep going back to, you know, hang on to WWE. It has a a a little thing here, a little thing there. Mm -hmm. But if you really want some good wrestling coming out of that, you know, company, yeah, watch NXT. Yeah. So I mean, like you said. The whole Gargano Champa, the mm-hmm. the Velveteen Dreams, the Ricochets, yep. the Undisputed Era, mm-hmm. all of these things have just been like the N- the WWE we want. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because even the the Roderick Strong turn was WrestleMania weekend, right? Yeah. So that was this year too. Yeah. That was awesome. You know. So I mean, 
Thank you, NXT. Thank you, NXT. Um, we love you. And speaking of NXT, one of the things I'm thankful for, Shayna Baszler. Yes, she has come out. She has been a great job. You know, there's there's no uh, nothing against Becky Lynch, which I know we all love and adore. No, no, um, no. But when it comes to playing an evil heel in the women's division, it's hard to do. Like, it's not something that they've done very well with oh, WWE. We'll get into heels <laughs> when we talk about the things we're not thankful yes. for. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway. But Shayna Baszler does that well. Yeah. Like, she does that very well. She plays that mean, you don't want to meet her in a back alley And fight. she's <laughs> comfortable in that character, yeah. and it shows. Like, she's happy being that character. Exactly, and so, she does it well. Yeah. She's just like Ciampa. She, she does it well, so... Let her keep doing it. And I think that's the beauty of NXT is they let stuff ride like that for a while. They let stuff get bigger. Speaking of NXT, did you see that now they're bringing Lars Sullivan up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're that. doing so, that coming soon. Mm-hmm. So and hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, they don't mess that up. Do you think he'll go the way of every other NXT star that's come up, like AOP, Sanity? Who? Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, I don't know who any of these people are. No. <laughs> I don't know the sanity you speak of. Do you remember uh, Adrian Cianomos? Who? Yeah, him. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Remember the Ascension? Oh, what? Remember what? Uh, Nakamura re- or Asuka? Yeah, the revival. Or the revival <laughs> or oh. oh yeah, I do remember Charlotte Flair. And she Becky came Lynch. from there, and Becky Lynch and yeah. Banks and Bailey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in terms of matches, that North American Championship ladder match was ridiculous. Was ridiculous. Like that, that was, was amazing. And then even parlaying that into the Adam Cole Ricochet match, where Ricochet won yeah. the belt from him, like that. You know, you want to talk about something you want to you want to share something with or share wrestling with somebody who's not a big fan and say, this is why it can be good, you show them that ladder match. You show them that whole NXT takeover from New Orleans, and they'll be like, well, crap, wrestling can be good. And you're like, all right, watch this. This is great. Sometimes we have to deal with not great on the main roster, but this is always going to be great. You know what else? Uh, I'm thankful for 205. Oh, the, mm-hmm. the turn that 205 went when they put it back in uh, Triple H's hand, yep. where yep. it went from we're going to be character-driven to wrestler-driven, mm-hmm. it's a fun hour-long show now that we can just watch. Exactly, exactly. They don't overdo it. They're doing two, maybe three matches an episode. And, you know, I would like to see more wrestlers involved in it, mm-hmm. but, you know, it became something this year. Like, in the middle of this year, it became something to watch again. Right, right. Almost like... Mix match challenge. I'm thankful for that because it shows us a whole different side of of a lot of these you know, people. And yeah. and we've made the jokes that it's probably like if there's 40 writers, it's writer you know 39 and 40 yeah. they get to write it and they're like, hey, let's just have some fun with exactly. it. Exactly. Let's come up with but, dance breaks and crap like that. Yeah, but I mean, look what it's generated. Like now, there's something to gain from winning the mix match challenge. Exactly. That winning team, they each get the number 30 spot in the mm-hmm. Royal Rumble. Yeah. So, Hey, you know, it's taken off. It's it's a little, you know, it's a little hokey grown and but, hokey, yeah. but it, like it's it's a fun thing to watch. Exactly. And you can see the wrestlers having fun with it. You can see a lot of them enjoying it. We've talked about it before. I mean, especially some like Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair smiles like it's nobody's business in all those mixed match challenges cuz she seems to really enjoy just having fun like doing this sort of stuff. You know what else I'm thankful for? Mhm. Um, I just watched the expose on Dean Ambrose. Oh, how was that? It was 
actually really good. It's mm-hmm. like one of these, you know, time in the life of yep. kind of feels. Yep. And we get an insight into Dean and what was happening when he was recuperating. Mm-hmm. And uh, it pushes the character forward so mm-hmm. that we know what he's thinking now. Because a lot of people are like, this is kind of some weird stuff going on between him and Seth Rollins right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm kind of thankful, not thankful for that whole storyline. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like it. Um, I think it could have waited. But like I said, we'll get into that when we talk about not thankful. But um, I really enjoyed the way it was filmed. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed how it told its story, yep, how yep. it brought light to this character. Um, and I'm thankful. Like One of the things I'm really thankful for with the WWE is the video packages they put together. Oh, they've, they've stepped that up, I think, and over the past few years really I mean, well. They make a, a turd look presentable. Yeah. Like yeah. they, the the shows, like if you just watch the video packages, you would think this is the best thing ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, so I'm thankful for that. But I I really enjoyed it, and I highly recommend that if you're a wrestling fan, just watch this for for it being an expose on obviously a character. Yeah. But yeah. it really brings life to who Dean Ambrose is. Mm-hmm. And you know, in those along those same lines, the Hardy expose they did about the Hardy Boys. Um, and everything that happened with them and their time through TNA and, and, and all of that stuff. And then coming back, you know, at the WrestleMania, like all of those together, like that was a great look back and look forward as to what they were doing. All of this was before, uh, Matt had gotten hurt, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and decided he wasn't going to wrestle anymore, but all of this stuff and showing them rising up through all of these things, like, and you know, the stories of not being able to find Jeff Hardy because he's hiding in various spots. Like all of that is like great, great insight into how they became who they are now. And going back to Dean Ambrose, mm-hmm. what I'm thankful for, Renee Young permanently on commentary. Oh yes, I think she breathes a whole new life into it. Mm. She is actually a foil to Corey Graves. Right, it's mm-hmm. and fun. right and done right. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's fun once again that we have the bickering heel and face, you know, commentators. Yep, mm-hmm. and um. I even like the fact right now, like last uh, Monday night on Raw, when they were, were talking to Renee, like, what's going through Dean's head? And she's like, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they played, like, okay. Give we, us the, yeah, give we us. We the... know there's a relationship. Normally, mm-hmm. they would have just played it off like they don't know who the right, hell each right. other is. But mm-hmm. with today's day and age, they had to play up to it. And she's like, listen, Dean's a private guy. He's got his own things. I, I have some understanding, but in respect for him, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of like that. I like that. I like that a lot. I agree. So. I agree. So I, there is a good amount of stuff to be thankful yeah, for. Yeah, I mean, we put a decent, you know. We put a decent Lunch portion out. of right. Thanksgiving out. Um, Let's talk about the feast of right. things we are not thankful oh, for. Oh, so the feast. Let's talk about all those turkey let's, subway subs. Let's talk turkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> you like that one? Let's see what you did there. Um, okay. In our um, pre-show, pre-show, pre-show meeting, yeah. I think we decided one of the worst storylines that WWE had this year was Sami Zayn Lashley. The Lashley sisters. Anything Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> Anything Lashley. He, well, Lashley now I don't think is as bad. I'm not saying I'm a fan, but what he's doing now where he's just letting Leo Rush say everything for him. Yeah, but I mean, better. he's doing the posing and showing his butt. That's true. That's Who cares? True. That's dumb. So with the whole Zane Lashley thing, it's like Zane was so over. Mm-hmm. That they put him with the worst story and the worst character to act it. Right. 
and still push Zane to sell it. Mm-hmm. And, and we we praised Zane and doing what he could. You want to talk about polishing a turd. Oh, my like, God. He tried his heart out, right. and, and kudos to him for doing that. And I think the thing I feel worst about is, you know, just by happenstance, and when he got hurt and when he had to go out on surgery for what seems like it's almost going to be a year. Well, he's getting both soldiers done. The, that, the last thing everybody remembers is this crappy storyline. Well, I think this gives us time to forget. I really hope so. I you know, really hope so. What I am least thankful for mm-hmm. is a twofold thing. Okay. Okay. Number one, why the hell are you bringing everyone back? Yes. And I think it's spurred by the the Saudi Royal Oil Rumble mm-hmm. things where we're mm-hmm. just getting shit tons of money to have nostalgia acts come back. Yep. Um it's not doing us any good. Like, we love Rey Mysterio. We love Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. We even love DX and, and, and the Shawn Michaels, Brother and, of yeah, Destruction and, and all this stuff. And all but, but let us love the memory of them. You don't have to bring them back. If you want us to have, uh, hey, remember these guys? Do like you did on your thousandth episode of SmackDown where you brought Evolution out. Let them talk. And we're all just like, I'm going to relive the memories I exactly. have of that faction. Exactly. And if, and if something breeds of that, like there's rumbles of the... Batista coming to take on Triple H. Like, you let that happen. You let that see if that is something that people seem interested in yeah. over time. You don't force it with the Brothers of Destruction. Yeah. And and I couldn't have asked for anything better because what I am least thankful for is the need, want, desire that WWE has to force things down their fans' throats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like. The whole thing with Becky Lynch, it was organic, and it fought back against everything you did. The whole thing with Roman Reigns, you try to make us his champion, and we keep booing him. Yeah. You know, you want just because you are WWE, you think you can spit in the face of the people that give you money? No. Stephanie McMahon says that they listen to their fans. But it's it's even like... That's what she said. It's even like evolution, <laughs> where this should have been something great, and you should have just let it been an organic thing where, hey, this is the first time WWE is having an all-women's pay-per-view. Yep, yep. But you sandwiched it, like, yep. literally uh, two days apart from two pretty much male-dominant uh, events. Exactly. And then you gave all the PR to the two events. Yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And out of the three, evolution was... Arguably the best. Yeah, and that was that was one I was going to bring up too. Is you you have potential for this to evolution show to be something great, to be something new, to be something that you keep going. You you include this throughout the year forever. You know, for years to come, you have this all women's pay per view. You know, is coming every year around that time. But they they buried their own show. Yeah, and they buried their own show not only between two shows, but as you said, between two. One, totally male-dominated, because it had to be, and the other one that is mostly male-dominated, because most are. But so much so that during Evolution, you were showing promos for Crown Jewel. Yeah, exactly. It makes no sense. It makes They obviously liked the idea of Evolution, and then all of a sudden liked the idea of money more. And and we're like, you know what? Screw it. We're going money. And, And they just took all the wind out of their own sail. Yeah, I mean... So we've got that, but going back to our original point of listen to the fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to say anything that is too crazy. Mm-hmm. All we want are fun characters that we can believe in, we can either hate or love. All we want is good story, 
And we're yours. Yeah. We're going to buy your network. We're going to buy your products. We are going to tune in. When you go over to Fox and earn your billions of dollars that mm. you made, you know, is Fox going to keep you on if your product is so run down that, you know, your viewership is down? I right. mean, I get the whole idea of it's live and they get the, the permanent feed and they can pay more for commercials mm. because now we have to watch. Yeah. But, you know... I'm not okay with the fact that you think, hey, I'm making billions. we got to be okay. Yeah, and, I mean, you look at they constantly mention throughout shows, especially when they're doing these pay-per-views, you know, number one trending thing, hashtag Survivor <laughs> Series. Number one trending thing, WWE Crown Jewel. But people, people at Fox, people at – even at USA, like, they look at – it's not just what's number one trending. It's what are people saying. And if you looked at hashtag Survivor Series, it wasn't, this is so amazing. I can't believe they're doing this. Oh, my gosh. What a great show. You could be what are one, they doing? You could be number one trending for bad reasons. Exactly. Exactly. And all press is not good press. Yeah. So um, that's one of the things I'm not thankful for. I agree. Probably the biggest thing I'm not thankful for. It's like just, you know, if you're going to sell a product, sell the product. Yeah. Don't tell me what, you know. Coke put out New Coke. Mm -hmm. Nobody liked it. Nobody liked it. So they said, hey, we're going to bring back Coke Classic and get rid of New Coke. Yep. Because they listened to the people. Mm -hmm. They lost enough money and shares that they were like, oh, we made a bad choice. Mm -hmm. WWE, you're losing viewership steadily. Mm -hmm. Even for your pay-per-view, your network subscriptions are dropping off. Yeah. You should listen to your viewership. Exactly. Exactly. All right, I got two for you. One storyline related, uh -huh. one just overall WWE related. Which one you want first? Let's 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 get a little fun with it. Give me the storyline. Storyline. I think aside from Lashley, Lashley sisters. Yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, the big cast, Daniel Bryan is short. Storyline. Oh, that was horrible. horrible. And then the fact that Cass was gone. And you resurrected that whole thing with Baron Corbin, Finn Balor is short. Yeah, like, you did like, it. I mean, do you remember Big Cass wrestling a midget? Yeah. And saying it was Daniel Bryan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that happened. Yeah. On real television. Hey, he didn't just like, wrestle grown, the midget, he beat the midget down. Grown people decided this is what should happen on live network television. If this isn't the <laughs> 1920s. That's not funny. <laughs> no. We don't that whole want thing. That. I mean, the, the stories of going to uh, amusement parks and Daniel Bryan can't... Daniel Bryan can't get on because he's too short. Like, like that was done horribly. Yeah, that was awful. You know? You want to look at how you do something right, you look at how they at least started with that whole Nia Jax-Alexa Bliss thing. With Alexa Bliss, you know, telling the stories of Nia Jax making fun of her because are you big enough to fit in, you know, or are you yeah. too small to fit in the teacup? So that like, was, that was okay. done right. Like, that was done good. You then tried to but, do it this way? But, no. But what was not done right with the Alexa Bliss Nia Jax thing is the whole body shaming of Nia Jax, where she's a big girl, right? And, right. And mm -hmm. you know, she's a big oaf. And yeah, yeah, we we looked at that as like, ooh, body you, shaming. You this is a hot topic. Yeah. Not a good idea. No, not a so good idea. So they turned it around on that, and we were okay with it. But when it came to Cass and Brian mm. or Corbin and Balor, not good. No, no. Not good at all. Not right. good at all. One of the things, I know you got two. Mm -hmm. Do you want to get into your second no, one? No, go ahead you with yours and then I'll go with mine. All right. One of the other big things that I have absolutely been uh, just hated mm -hmm. from WWE is the burying of your potential stars. Mm -hmm. And everybody has to be a heel now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
it's great being a heel. We love to hate the people we love to hate. Mm -hmm. And it's easier being a heel. Oh, yeah. But if you've noticed, we have, what, Seth Rollins is a face? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've maybe lost Roman AJ? Reigns, so we maybe got, AJ. Maybe AJ, but now that AJ, as we talked about before, AJ without a belt, I, he's just floating in the wind now. You need faces. What are you going to do? Like you're not going to bring a Lars Sullivan up and make him a face. No, no, exactly. You've now turned to Daniel Bryan heel. You got yeah. Dean Ambrose heel. Johnny Gargano's Johnny heel. Gargano's heel. You know, and it's great when we see our favorite faces go heel because mm-hmm. we're like, ooh, whole new character change, and they really get into it, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. But End all be all. You have to have faces to have heels. Exactly. If everyone's a heel, we all can't be Stone Steve Austin. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to have a Cena. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to have an opposite. All right, and then you have to have the yin to the yang. Yeah, and then I don't need nostalgia acts. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like that has been the worst. Like you keep bringing these people back, and you're just killing the legacy. Yep. Yep. I agree. I 100% agree. It should not happen. So what are you not thankful for? Um, you even mentioned it a little bit. The burying. The burying of Asuka. Yeah. The burying of Nakamura. Yeah. Like, you, you, Asuka this year won Royal Rumble. Like, Asuka came into this year undefeated, you know, going into that undefeated streak against Charlotte at WrestleMania. Like, that was a thing that was happening. And since, since WrestleMania, she's did, fallen to nothing. Did you not look at it like if Asuka won the belt off of Charlotte? And then held the belt. Then you bring in a Rousey. Knowing she's coming in, you bring in a Rousey. Yep. And in her third match, instead of her beating up, who, Alexa Bliss to get the belt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have her go against an Asuka. Oh, who at that, that point could still sold, be undefeated? That would have sold Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. That would have sold Asuka's loss. Yeah. And everybody would have been fine. But instead, you take someone as talented as Asuka, and you make her the punching bag in a t- five-person tag match. Yeah, exactly. You make her the sidekick. I mean, literally, right. the sidekick to Naomi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not putting Naomi down, but both of them are C-list female wrestlers now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. both of them should be at least mid-card. Yeah, I... I don't get it. I, and I don't, you know, we don't know. Is it the whole language barrier? Is that why they're just I just not... don't think that they know how to meld the strong style with, and strong style is just you actually make strikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You actually do some things, but it's choreographed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it just, I don't think they know how to meld the talents of like a Nakamura and Asuka, mm-hmm. even a Kari Sane, who's more Americanized in a wrestling. Mm-hmm. But... You know, even that level of character, I don't know how they know how to meld it in and allow that character to develop. Because in the Japanese style of wrestling, mm. the character is built by their performance, yeah. not by what they say. Right, right. So I think it's hard for an Asuka and a Nakamura to come in and express who they are. Right. But then you had all of these promos with Nakamura versus AJ Styles where he, he has that. He can do that. But one of the things I'm not thankful for is they bring him down as the dick puncher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now when we see Nakamura, and you've been addressing it the whole time, it's like you're not allowed to talk bad about him because he's got a belt. Right. You can't be mad. But, but he's nowhere. <laughs> no. And, mm-hmm. you know, we look at him as like, oh, well, he's the guy who punched AJ in the dick four times yeah. in four different matches. Yeah. I, so much so that Daniel Bryan has done it now. Yeah, because that's what heels do. But I'm just... I'm not okay with this. No, I completely agree. I'm I'm not either. I, I don't get it. I don't get why they can't seem to handle it. And if I was if I was Kari Zane, I would I would be nervous. 
Yeah. If they call her up, there's more likely a chance that she, if she gets called up to the main roster, that she gets completely buried than staying where she is at NXT at sort of that higher level and just staying there. But then you but, look into it um, because it just happened to this past week. Your average NXT wrestler is getting about sixty to seventy-five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's what they get paid. Your lowest-paid main roster person is getting close to five hundred thousand. Right. So you're talking a huge pay jump, even to go over there and get and, buried. And you have to understand <laughs> that they're not union or anything. They have, still have to pay for their own health care yeah, exactly. and all that stuff, and travel half the time, and like all that stuff. They're, I mean, they're traveling three hundred days out of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing. Speaking of titles, mm-hmm. I think one of the worst storylines that that I've had to deal with for 2018, Brock Lesnar's title reign mm-hmm. and the whole thing with Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, it, it just, it was horrid. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely horrid. Can't stand that one. No. Having but, Lesnar, that whole thing with the the steel cage and the, the falling out and who touched the ground first and all of that, like that was just... Ridiculous. Yeah. And it was ridiculous. And, and it, I just I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like the belts, like you have effectively this year made every title belt not matter. No. Exactly. It, it doesn't matter anymore. Mm-mm. Like we used to look at it like that's the champ. Right. Now right. it's just like meh. I mean, do you remember the B team had the tag team ta- championship for a while? I don't even remember the B the team. The B team had them. I don't even know who they are. <laughs> the old Mizdarash. I believe you, but I don't know who they are. Yeah. I'm just saying it, and and it's like, you've crushed the tag division. Like, you have made everything not matter, and that is, like, the absolute worst. Right, exactly. And I don't know if it's oversaturation with the splitting and every show having three belts. I I don't know what it is, but it's something that, or four belts if you count the women's one, too. Yeah. Like, everything, it needs to be tightened up. It all needs to be... Well, you have... The biggest talent pool, and you're relying on five core wrestlers each show. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're negating what you've got. You have the ability to have a much more free flowing show. We've talked about it. Mm-hmm. One of the best things they could probably do is have seasons. Yeah. Where you have, you know, the AJ season where he's on for, say, four months mm-hmm. and we get a lot of AJ, but then he gets to take a four-month break and come back in another four months. Exactly. And in that four months, you bring someone up like a Daniel Bryan, unless mm-hmm. they're going to have a program together. Yeah. And then that way we get different tasting of different wrestlers and mm-hmm. different things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it would serve you a lot better. It would. It would. Um, you know, I just... I, I don't understand. Like, I get WWE. It's kind of like building Monopoly. Buy up everything you can, even mm-hmm. if you're not going to use it. That way nobody else can. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, and the word is, which I am fearful of, you know, in that talk of using their top five, six, seven, eight wrestlers, you know, company-wide to basically do both shows, is that as we get closer to this Fox deal you know, happening and actually start airing on Fox, there's rumors that the brand split will go away. Because they don't want those raw people to not be seen on Fox television. Right. So if that goes away, you're going back now to now you're using eight wrestlers over both shows. But and you're never gonna see those lower and, card people on SmackDown. And in that vein, have you not learned your lesson, WWE? If you only have a set number of stars mm-hmm. that you are going to, you know, embellish and show on every show, when they get hurt, yeah. you have nothing left. Roman leaves because he's fighting cancer. Yeah. 
Now we're left without that champion. Right. Becky leaves because her face is broken. Now we're left without that champion. Right. And you Braun even... Strowman is leaving yep. now because he has to have uh, elbow surgery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Alexa Bliss is supposedly hurt. All your stars, when they get hurt, you have nothing in the well to go to. Right. You're just lucky right now Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose has come back. Yeah. And they're healthy enough to give us something. For now. But if something happens... Because you can... It's not even injury. you got to look at other things like the Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan not willing to go to Saudi Arabia. John Cena not willing to go to Saudi Arabia. Now you got to change crap on the fly? Like, that's the kind of stuff that, as you say, you, you're only promoting a certain amount of wrestlers. And when they get hurt or they can't do an event for whatever reason, now you got nothing. Like, what do you do? Like, all right. So let's get back on track. Okay, sorry. Tell me what your least favorite, what you're not thankful for storyline is. Oh. I mean, there's so, so many. We've named a few. Mm-hmm. I will tell you my most... Tell me the most one that you hated. Your, your the most, one I hated the most. Your no thanks. And I have said it through entire episodes. Mm-hmm. The broken Bray Wyatt. You killed mm-hmm. one of the best mm-hmm. characters by putting him through that. That is true. I will admit that in the end, the fact that Bray Wyatt is gone is upsetting. Because I, I have always been a huge Bray Wyatt fan. That's what I'm saying. Mm. You killed one of the best characters in wrestling yeah. for a shtick that wasn't going to get over because it wasn't given the breath that it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be on the train, and it just it was awful. I'm glad I watched the derail. <laughs> so angry with the broken hearty. What was your most hated storyline so far? I mean, in in trying to think back over the years, um, and, and the years, the year, and I think, and you you even mentioned this, um, is the pushing of Roman Reigns down our throat, and how every time there was potential for it to go well, they still messed it up. The promos he had against Brock. Of the you never show up. I'm here every day. I'm here with these guys in the locker room. That was it was good. All of a sudden yeah, you had really you had good. him giving good promos, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. they ruined it. Yeah, the the match they had where Roman Reigns was bleeding in the face, and he's like just blood pouring down. You ended that like you had that, yeah. and you're like Roman Reigns is a badass. This is awesome, and you ruined it again. Like, they exactly. had so many times that you you want Roman Reigns to get over. You were so close. And then they're like, nah, we're going we're gonna to go a different direction and mess it up. Like, because I like Roman Reigns. I, you know, we both admit we're fans of him in the ring. Yeah. That he's very good. And I think I am a bigger fan of him in general than you are. Yeah. But every time it, it got close, every time it was like, okay, they're finally going to get this going right. They're like, oh, man, but Brock Lesnar's always on ESPN. We got to make sure he has the belt. Like, that's what yeah, it is. It's it always that awful. drive to be on ESPN, on CBS Sports, on those big show, big news networks. That's what they want. All right. What was, what character, mm-hmm. what wrestler are you least thankful for? <sighs> least thankful for, I might have to say Lashley. He has not done anything this year that I'm like, thank goodness he's here and back. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I can argue that one. Lashley is, 
Like, there's potential there. He looks amazing on screen. Right. He has some ability. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's your standard big jack dude. Yep. yep. Um, but he's had flashes of looking good. Pairing him up with Leo is good. Yeah. Um, but, like, his his finishing move is is holding you up in the air. Yeah, a stalled suplex. Like, that's it. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, like... I wanted him to be good, but there was no payoff. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So I think Lashley is a big letdown. Um, uh, God, I think he stole mine. Lashley is probably one of my least favorite. Um, I got to go back to all the callbacks. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we keep saying it, and all the other shows and all our friends we talk to offline about it keep right. saying, like, right. hey, didn't we see this in 2005? Like, WWE, if you have all this new talent, why are you bringing back all these old people? Yeah, I you know, co- completely agree. Uh, I, like, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. So, But I want to end WWE on a positive note. Okay. So who are you most thankful for this year? What individual wrestler, and, I can't, and you cannot say Becky Lynch, okay. are you most thankful for this year? Who am I most thankful for this year? Do you want and mine? Yes. Mine, I think somebody who... Over this year, has gotten bigger and better in all aspects, is Elias. I do like Elias. The only problem I have with Elias is that, and it's not Elias, the character or the wrestler Mm. himself, is it's that WWE is, once again, like, I don't know what to do. That is true. So it's kind of like That's very dangerous water we're getting into. You're stalling a character where you either have to make the push Mm -hmm. or get rid of. Yeah. Um. If I can't be Becky Lynch, you've already said Elias. I'm going to go with a a standard. Um, I really think the anchor of WWE has got to be, and you can, you know, love him or hate him, Mm -hmm. is The Miz. Like, you don't have to be a fan of his wrestling. Like, he's not the best wrestler. Right, right. Uh, He is comparative to one of the best mouthpieces. Mm -hmm. But all in all, entertaining... Almost Kevin Owens-esque. Yeah. Like, if you allow The Miz to be The Miz, if you allow Kevin Owens to be Kevin Owens, these two characters are all-round wrestlers. Yeah. They mm-hmm. can cut the promos. They can draw your attention. Yep. Yep. They can make you love them. They can make you hate them. Mm-hmm. So, with Kevin Owens being out, those two are interchangeable to me. And and I love both of them. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of people will disagree because they're like, I just hate the Miz because he's such a, a snake oil kind of guy. Mm-hmm. No, he he gives you what you need. Exactly. You, you get a response out of him whether you love him or hate him. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what he's going for. That's completely what he's going for. So hey, good mm-hmm. outro on the WWE. At least we leave on a positive note. Right. We need to talk about something that we are really thankful for. Exactly. What I'm really thankful for is the whole indie wrestling scene. Oh, like, yeah. We don't talk a lot about it on our show, mm-hmm. but you and I watch a lot of wrestling outside of WWE. Yeah, New Japan. And, and, and there are plenty of great shows that cover all of those. I mean, that all-in that they did was yeah. amazing. So, But what it's really done is opened up the whole wrestling community to a whole other side of wrestling that we get to enjoy. And it's been around for a long time, but it's gone from... The little mom and pop shops at your local gym yep. mm-hmm. to where we can all learn who these people are, get to see their talents. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really great for the fandom, the, the, the business, the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
two of our local favorites, mm-hmm. Maryland mm-hmm. Championship Wrestling, which yep. is a better known brand, I would say. Yeah, they, locally. they bring in a little more of the quote unquote famous yeah. people to they've, come in, new signings, that sort of stuff. They've had known WWE stars come out of them, such mm-hmm. as Lita. Ricochet, yep. mm-hmm. the Velveteen Dream wrestled with them for a while. So Todd these, the Cheeseburger wrestled with them for a little bit. Yeah, good call. Can't good forget call. that. Um, mm-hmm. But our absolute favorite, and one that we've developed a really good relationship with, and, and one that we are so proud and happy to promote, um, and one that we are genuinely and honestly thankful for because of all the great work they do is Right Coast Pro. Exactly. I mean, and they, they even throughout this year, they've stepped up their game in their show quality. They've stepped it up in promo quality. I mean, that promo between the Baldwin brothers, you know, of all that, of them. I mean, like, it was classic in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And we're, it's literally just Jerry there calling out his brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but, I mean, it's classic, but it had a whole new uh, individual thing. Like, you genuinely felt like, I'm either for Jerry or for Harry. Exactly. Exactly. And I and, mean, it was just, it was epic. Yeah. And I mean, they had, they had their famous people come in, you know, starting the year with Snitsky being the champion. And we yeah. love Snitsky. And we love Snitsky being in there. You know, uh, Fred Rosser being on there. No days off Fred yeah, Rosser yeah. coming out. Like they had famous people come through, you know, and, but they still have their stable of, of wrestlers that yeah. they use all the time and, that are good, solid characters. So, with Right Coast Pro, you and I will agree, and then we're going to talk more about individual stuff. Mm-hmm. But you and I will agree, one of the biggest things we're thankful for is that it is a monthly show yeah. mm-hmm. that is family-oriented. Huge. That's a huge and thing. And yeah. is directed solely to entertain their fans yep. mm-hmm. and give us a positive feeling when we leave. Like, you boo the heels. You cheer the faces. You love who you love. You hate who you hate, yep. mm-hmm. but end all be all, you walk away going like, hey, that was not only a great show, but my kids had fun. I had fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, we had some pizza. Yeah. We did something. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. but it, it was mm-hmm. just like, it's it's that family fun feeling. Yeah, exactly. So that's like one of the biggest things we're thankful for. Like you said, one of the biggest things we're thankful for with Right Coast Pro is that they are always working and striving to do better than they did the last time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and that, once again, speaks to their commitment to their fan base. Right. I mean, just this year alone, we saw them bring in women's wrestling. Yeah. You know, they just started doing that towards this later part of the year. You know, they, they bring in things like this Baldwin feud throughout the year, which just grew you know, to those huge, all Baldwins against each other. You know, like, they have all the, you know, the whole thing of Cecil Whirlwind becoming now the children's champion, like, and going away from the Spalding Savages. All of these storylines that, you know, even with just a monthly show, they have storylines that continue from show to show to show. You know, you have Raw and SmackDown, which sometimes can't even keep a story straight week to week. Let's look at the Banks and <laughs> Bailey. Like, we thought they were going to fight, but no, they hugged it out. Right. Now they're best friends, and now they're partners, uh, and I don't cares, really know. But- like, the whole Baldwin family thing has gone on for pretty much the whole year yeah, now. exactly. And it built into an epic match where they fought each other, but it still isn't resolved. No, I know. <laughs> so we love that. We love, like, the crazy kids. Everybody loves the young bucks. But mm-hmm. if you watch Right Coast Pro and you see the acts like the crazy kids, the money and the monarchy, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. the Golden Dragon Dynasty, like, they bring all of that acrobatic gymnastic fun and nuance to the show mm. and and i mean you get 
everything you want from these big shows. Yeah, and your heels are your heels. You get Brian Prophet finally winning that belt off of Snitsky using shenanigans. Yeah, what a controversy was that? Exactly, exactly. You know, and we have some backstage knowledge that this was not known prior to the event. This wasn't like a, a predetermined thing. This was like if this happened that night, they decided this is how it's yeah, but and, and, and I think it was great because it built that controversy that it needed to. But mm-hmm. you also, and, and not to take anything away from the people that play these characters because they're all really good people. Yeah. Um, you have the ability, like, these characters are set. And, like, we know Brian Prophet is going to be a heel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if he ever makes a face turn, he's probably going to be a really great face. Yeah. But we like that. We like the Setsu Ginsu that it's kind of like he's a heel, but you don't know where at. Exactly. They, and now he's got both belts. Like the fact that they yeah. do that sort of stuff where you have belt, you know, belt for belt. So now you got somebody walking around with two of them, the Olympus champion and the heavyweight. Like that's huge. He's he's a one man faction. <laughs> he's his own faction. So, I mean, but it's 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 just really great. And we really want to thank Right Coast Pro for giving the DMV area. That's the Delaware, Maryland, Virginia area. Mm-hmm. Just a, a wonderful product that we can go and enjoy. Exactly. So, with that being said, mm-hmm. one of the most thankful things I, I, I have to say out of Right Coast Pro, mm-hmm. um, I love their characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the wrestlers. We, we have gone on record as we are big fans of the Crazy Kids, the Baldwins. Mm-hmm. We love us. A, a Brian Prophet, a Setsu Ginsu. Uh, I am a big fan of, like, Mozart Fontaine. Yep, Chick Magnet himself. Um, mm-hmm. But we would be remiss mm-hmm. if... I feel we would be remiss if we did not mention Cecil Whirlwind. Exactly. Here mm-hmm. is a guy, like, we started watching them, you know, about a, two years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. right around the and time. Mm-hmm. he was a heel. He was part of Sir Spalding Savages. Yep. Um, and he did heel things, and he's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he had this turn in this year, and uh, he came out, and he defended the children, and now he's the children's champion. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what. I really like the face turn. Yeah. And I really like um, how he's building that character. Yeah. So mm-hmm. much so that I want to call WWE and say, hey, look, see this little show down here in Delaware? <laughs> see this little indie show? Yeah. Look what they did to turn one of their heels' face. And do it right. And they did it right. And he's not sitting there going like, I am the champion of the world. He's like, look, this is what I strongly believe in, and mm-hmm. this is why I made the change. Exactly. And and you make it almost to the point where it is you know, to, without choosing a better word, believable. You exactly. make it so it's not just like all of a sudden he decided to be nice. It's like he's bad guy. He's a heel. And then wait a minute. There's a line that even he won't cross. You don't mess with kids. Yeah, and then when and he, he sees that, he goes, you know what? Not only am I going to recognize that, but now I'm going to stand on that line. Yeah. And I will be its guardian. Exactly. Exactly. That is, it's, it's, done, it's done beautifully. And it's how something like WWE should do it. You don't just turn a face to a heel in one night, <clears throat> Daniel Bryan, for reasons that are unknown so to anybody. One strike to the groin, you're a bad person. <laughs> right. Exactly. And you don't do the opposite. You don't go heel to face in, in one night, in one event. So I, I like the way that they're doing this. And, and I like you said, calling WWE to show them, watch these things. Because the problem I think WWE has now is they have so much of their homegrown talent, which we said NXT is great, NXT is good. They, They're not pulling from the lower things they've anymore. They've lost complete touch with their fan base yep. and the idea of wrestling. Yeah. Like, wrestling in and of its purest form is entertainment 
with a story of good versus evil. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a superhero story. Exactly. Give it to me. Give, give us superheroes and supervillains. And that's what Right Coast Pros does. <laughs> yep. Yep. I agree. I agree, sir. So, I agree. Lots lots to be thankful for. Lots to not be thankful for. But I think overall, as you've mentioned at the beginning the, of the show, we are very much optimists for WWE. Yeah. The one thing I'll say I'm not thankful for for Right Coast Pro, mm-hmm. I need more Jason Wilson experience. We do need more Jason Wilson experience, just in general life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, I mean, he's pretty good. We like him, but I'd like to see him more. Like, yeah. I think he adds a little flavor mm-hmm. to it's, it's like you get the turkey. Yeah. You get a beautifully roasted turkey, mm-hmm. but then you can have a Cajun style turkey. Ooh, I like that. He and is our Cajun style. We love that Cajun style turkey. I like it. I like the way you think, buddy. Yeah. I like so, the way you think. All right, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we have a choice. Yes. Would you like to do you the moment now, or should we save that for last? Or would you like to do gorilla position? I say let's save the moment for last. Okay. Uh, I think it's more appropriate. Uh, and let's go into uh, the game that is sweeping the nation. Sweeping the nation. The nation. <clears throat> gorilla position. What is gorilla position, John? Well, my friend, I'm happy you asked. Gorilla mm-hmm. position is a fun game we like to play where we take something that we love, be it a movie, TV show, comic book, just a cast of characters in general, and we use wrestlers, current, past, doesn't matter who they work for, right. mm-hmm. to cast that show. What show, movie, story, mm-hmm. cast of characters, will we be doing today, Craig? Well, last week it was decided I got to choose. Yeah, you did. And in honor of Once Upon a Deadpool coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, where Deadpool kidnaps Fred Savage and tells him the PG-13 rated uh, viewing of Deadpool. Yep. Uh, he reads him the story uh, sitting in his bed while he's playing baseball on his Nintendo, a la The Princess Bride. So therefore, today... We will be casting the movie The Princess Bride. Andre the Giant cannot be used. Yes. And we will be casting the characters of, obviously, Princess Buttercup, uh, Sweet Wesley, uh, Vicini, uh, Inigo Mantoya, Fezzik, and then Miracle Max and his wife. All right. Great. So I've put no effort into this. No I'm problem. I'm going to be totally organic. Okay. So then do you want me to start off each one? No. I okay, feel then. so confident Go in my for skills it. Go that for it. we can just roll. Go for it, my friend. Who Do you, do you want to start big or you want to start small? I don't care. Pick one. Uh, let's go big. Let's. I think that's easier. Let's go main character, the Princess Bride herself, Princess Buttercup, played Prin- by Robin Wright. Yes. Mm-hmm. Princess Buttercup, played by Robin Wright. Mm-hmm. I feel uh, because she is true and wholesome. Okay. Um, that she is, you know, what every princess should be. Okay. Um, I am going to go with one. One, mm, let's say, Bailey. That could work. That could work. Because, you know, you get the whole wholesome girl next door kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I could... I could probably do some other ones, but yeah. right now I think Bailey feels like the best choice in my mind. I like that. I like that. See, I went a bit of a different angle with the Princess Buttercup. Yeah. Uh, I went, you know, early on in the movie, she's not very nice to Wesley. No. She doesn't know how much she cares for him. She's kind of a little bit of a bee. And so as you wish. Uh, you know, all of, you know, treating them like trash. But then as the movie gets better, she becomes more likable. Yeah. She becomes more fun to be around. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going somebody whose character sort of changed towards the end, and nowadays is is good and fun, and I like it when she comes back. I'm going with Ivory. I like... the whole right to censor thing. She was mean, didn't like her, didn't like her very much then. But now this whole like return where she just randomly shows back, she seems like she's actually having fun. 
She seems like somebody who's fun to be around. She seems, I'm not quite sure. She seems like maybe she would party a little too hard still now. But I don't know. I'm going to go with Ivory. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting choice. Yeah. But I don't know how much I agree. So No, you have to agree because that's what we do in these. We always oh, say sorry. we make good yes, decisions. That was an excellent <laughs> choice. All right. Speaking of excellent choices, mm-hmm. who would you cast for Wesley or what? the Dread Pirate Robert? Wesley, again, I think of the character arc in the movie. Pretty boy. Mm-hmm. Nice smile, mm-hmm. you know. But if you look deep, you realize there's a there's a lot involved there. He becomes the Dread Pirate Roberts. He obviously has talent. He has skill that maybe seemed like it wasn't shown at the beginning because he was just a pretty face. But the more you dig into him, the more you realize how good he is. Shawn Michaels. Because if you look at how good he is, I think he is probably in my mind he is one of the best that has ever been around. Oh, I agree. And I think at the beginning he was a Pretty boy. He was smiling. He was the sexy boy. You know, that's what he was. Well, he in the was beginning. a rocker. He was a rocker. Um, but I think as time progressed, you realized how good he was. And that I now why he is no people that can replace him, Jed, Dead Private, or Dread Private Robert style. But that's why I went for I'm going a different route, and you'll see mm. the connection here. Okay. Um, once again, I would go with you, you know. Good looking, talented, mm-hmm. seems to have all the right things to do what he has to do. But, you know, it's not the strongest, mm-hmm. is not the fastest, yep. but, you know, has enough talent and charisma that he can tie everything together mm-hmm. and eventually come out on top. Yeah. Finn Balor. Finn Balor and Bailey. Huh. That kind of works. Look at that connection there. Look at there. that kind of works. Yeah, B&B, mm, Mixed Match Challenge see Team. See how awesome I am. Mm-hmm. Huh. Let's mm-hmm. see where else this goes. Yeah. yeah. All right, sir. Vicini. The mastermind of the evil trio. The one who planned this whole thing to kidnap the princess. All right. So, if I'm going with... Inconceivable! Inconceivable. (laughs) So, I have to go complete opposite of physical appearance. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because Vicini was a small, frail, kind of turtle-esque person. Mm -hmm. Loved him, though. Yeah. Loved him. Um, I am going to go with... So I can, do, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to go there. Just go there. I'm going to go there. Uh, Shane McMahon. That works. Shane McMahon that is works. Say, like he thinks he's the super smart. I was going to say, you got a lot of, you got a lot of, they think they're the best. Yeah. But he is obviously not. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. I went along those same rights, those same routes. Think they're the best using a lot of big words, um, you know, so that, so they seem smart. Even though they might not be. So you and I? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. I do like Bobby the Brain Heenan. Mm-hmm. That, I think I think that's better than Shane McMahon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Bobby the Brain better. Yeah. You're welcome. But um, You're welcome. All right. Um, mm-hmm. So, then who do we go with? Uh, I think we go with uh, Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare, Prepare to, to die. Mm-hmm. Who do you have for that? Uh, well, I was trying to think about this. I'm thinking of the character, committed, nothing will stop him from reaching his goal, no matter what that goal is. In this case, it's to kill the six-handed, the six-fingered man yeah. who killed his father. Nothing will stop him. And I'm going current Johnny Gargano, attacking Aleister Black. Nothing will stop him from getting that belt at this moment as attacking Ciampa and ruining Ciampa. So I'm going current Johnny Gargano. All right, I like where you went with that, but mm-hmm. I'm going to tie mine together again. Oh, please do. Um, for Anoya Montego, I need somebody that is driven, mm-hmm. 
conceited. Mm-hmm. Um, but is still talented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you kind of secretly cheer for them, even mm-hmm. when you're looking at him like, I don't think he knows what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I don't think that means what he thinks it <laughs> I means. I don't mean think that means things what he means. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I'm going with The Miz. That could work. So now I have the total world champion. That's what, that's what you're getting at right best now. Best wrestler. Yeah, that's what and, you're getting at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, now we have Andre the Giant's role. Yeah. Tezik. Anybody want a peanut? Classically played by Andre. Yeah. One so of the best characters in the movie. I think we both agree. This will have to be an honorarium because exactly. nobody would do it better. Nobody than Andre would do it better. Giant. So we, I, if we're remaking this movie, you CGI his butt into that thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, you kind of have to. Like, mm-hmm. you just green screen everything around Andre yep. the Giant. And yep. So, mm-hmm. um, wow. With The Miz and Shane McMahon. Mm hmm. I'm going to stay in the SmackDown. Oh, okay. Stay okay. in SmackDown. And I would love, love to see Kevin Owens play that Fenzik. Could, that could work. I, I could mean, see him. I could see him with that cloak on, you know, with the fire behind him. And, yeah. You are the dead Pavel Roberts. Yeah, right. I can see that. Right. I am the Brute Squad. I am the Brute Squad. So mm-hmm. I... Like, obviously, he would have to be bigger and all that, mm-hmm. but I think he'd be really good do that. at it. They could do that. Um, now, I was trying to go for uh, character as well as physical appearance. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So someone uh, large, intimidating, but you know still has a big heart. You know still knows what's right from wrong. All right? You know still loves everybody. The big show. He can still cry when he yeah. needs to. See, I was... He loves the kids. Big Show to me was like a given because of the size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I was thinking maybe a Braun Strowman. No, nah, he's thinking, not too lovable. He's not lovable. Then enough. I was thinking like a Drew McIntyre, mm. maybe even a Jinder Mahal. Maybe even I. I I'm just going backup. Size. I also kind of had Big E. Yeah, I was going size and all, mm. but I would just love to see Kevin Owens play that. I person. think I, I like that. I like that idea. Um, I like that idea. But so, yeah, mm-hmm. like Big Show is the go-to on. I that think one. he has to be. All right, so now we get into Miracle Max and Miracle Max's wife. Can I do both at the same time? You can, because I would do both at the same time, too. Okay, so um, you know how I like to tie mine together. Right. Mm -hmm. So I try to think of a couple Mm -hmm. that kind of best fit that feel. Like, they were goofy and odd, but they gave something to the story at the time, and and you kind of liked them, but Mm -hmm. they were comedic. Yeah. Um, Mark Henry and the Fabulous Moolah. (laughs) Oof. That's good. That's good. I could see her come running out. Liar! Liar! Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I went along those same lines. Ooh. Uh, a couple. I thought I stumped you. A couple. A little goofy. All right. The uh, They seem to have some conflict, but they also still enjoy each other's company. All right. But someone to keep Miracle Max in line when he tries to get away with stuff. R-Truth and Carmella. I like that one a lot. That's a good fit. All right, I'm going to throw a curveball at oh, you. Oh, curveball. Curveball. Mm-hmm. Who would you put in Fred Savage's role? Ooh, the little kid to sit and listen to the story uh, being read by, uh, who was it? It was the guy that was Columbo. Yeah. Who was that guy? Uh, Peter Falk? Yeah, Peter Falk read him the story. Um, hmm. Because you know where we're going next. Peter Falk's role. Right. So who would you have in that bed listening to the story? Uh, sitting there listening to that bed story. Uh, uh, a kid who 
Um, little fool of himself thinks he knows everything. Yeah. But realizes there's still a lesson at the end. Uh-huh. Uh, realizes that maybe he doesn't know everything. Yeah. Are you just stalling? I am. Okay. Um, but I'm going to go with, because I think you need to have somebody cute and adorable. Uh-huh. John Cena. Because in my mind, he's cute and adorable. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I am going to really typecast this one. Mm-hmm. Um... And you'll figure it out when I say it, and you'll be like, perfect choice, mm-hmm. because I am the champion. Um, Drake Maverick. <sighs> Wait a minute. That just that just spurred me. Can I change my... Yes, because okay. I, I threw you the curveball, because the curve you didn't ball. know that was coming, I'll let mm-hmm. you change. And, I, and now I'm doing both of them together. I'm doing Fred Savage and Peter Falk. Okay. Together. Okay. Peter Falk, Braun Strowman, <laughs> Fred Savage, Nicholas, his tag team partner. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I think that just makes the most sense. <laughs> All right. And so, Braun Strowman reading a tiny book in his giant hands. Okay. So, Nicholas, let me tell you about this story. <laughs> let me tell you about these hands. Oh, wait. These hands is holding a book. Um, All right. And so, Buttercup says, get these hands, Wesley. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. So... <laughs> All right. If you get to do that, then I'm going to name my two. So okay. Drake Maverick uh-huh. and the book will be read to him by both members of the AOP <laughs> as awful as they can. <laughs> I don't know what he's yelling, but they both yell whatever they can back and forth. I imagine, like, in my mind, the movie's all played out by them not speaking English over top and like all the movie characters like tilting their head like dogs and they're just being like meh alright let's just go with it perfect I think, I think I'm supposed to say that I love you Wesley I don't I don't know <laughs> wait we're skipping this part I don't <laughs> stop yelling at me crazy man men men, men, two of men. just men right. and hopefully Ugh. Drake does not wet the bed <laughs> I don't know. Nicholas might. All right. Uh, I like it. So that's Gorel's position. Yeah. Uh, Next week, coming back from the holidays uh, of Thanksgiving and day after Thanksgiving, which is also a holiday to me uh, because I eat it Thanksgiving two days in a row. (laughs) It's a whole weekend. It's a whole weekend of holiday. Uh, What are we coming back to, sir? What are we casting? What are we uh, filling in positions for next week? All right. Well, you know my love of sitcoms. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that I have an affection for them and that it's just mindless entertainment, much like wrestling that I can watch. Right. So I figure I would marry the two mm-hmm. and you and I are going to cast friends. Ooh. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Quite a cast of characters for us. Yeah. Fun and games. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. do I throw another challenge out to you? Go for it. I'm a big fan of challenges. Do you want to pick only from one show and I pick only from one show? I.e. you take Raw, I take SmackDown? I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Or Since you, you pick the show of Friends, I will pick the show of my selection just because I like to do that. You can go anything mm-hmm. in WWE. So you can do NXT. Mm-hmm. You can do... Uh, Legends, mm-hmm. you can do SmackDown, you can do Raw. Got it. I'm going to pick NXT. You're going to go NXT? I'm going to go NXT for my friends casting. Okay. Mm-hmm. For my friends casting, I will go Legends. All right. Since it was a show from the 90s, I would do Wrestlers from the 90s. Wrestlers from the 90s. I like it. I like it, sir. Potential for a great gorilla position next week, folks. I like when we add a little more flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So, so we wanted to get into the final point of this, of our Thanksgiving holiday episode, with what our moment is of this week. And our moment is something special near and dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. Our moment is wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Exactly. We are thankful to all of the listeners, everybody that's been listening to us in their ear holes for an entire year plus. We appreciate you. We are thankful for that. We're thankful for all the friends we made. We're thankful for everything that came about us doing this tiny little wrestling spinoff show. And that is what we want to bring you with this holiday season is our endless gratitude and thanks. I couldn't have said it any better. Yeah. And that serves episode 55. It's been been beautiful I'm, I'm thankful it's over it, well, many people are many people yeah. are um don't forget to follow us on the twitter at yeah. take two takedown uh we still enjoy getting the mailbags we haven't done the mailbag segment in a while because we've had so much to cover uh but i think we can bring it back next week wait no we got starcade to talk about next week but we'll bring it back um don't forget to email us triple bag at gmail.com so we're triple the letters t-b-a-g at gmail.com and make sure to send all of your questions, wrestling and turkey-related, to Tony at 434-602-1931 this holiday season. He's going to help you with all your butterball needs. Mm, he really loves to butter those balls. That he does. That he does. Thanks again, folks, for everything. Thank you for joining us. John, what do you want to send out to our listeners at this very last part of this Thanksgiving episode? All right. So, the way the plate should be separated. Right, okay. 100%. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what we're working with. 100%, 100% of plate surface. Mm-hmm. All right. 40% turkey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 10% cranberry. Okay, got All it. All right? That's just a, a, a added to give you a little flavor. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to go about a good 15% potato. Mm-hmm. Then you need to go like another 5% sweet potato. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know where I'm at. Okay, but don't then, even just keep adding. Just keep going. I'm not I stopped then, listening in a while then ago. You need a five percent green bean casserole. Right. Mm-hmm. You need uh, another five percent stuffing. Oh see, I'd go for more of a ten percent stuffing. I'm a big stuffing fan. Okay, well I mean you can interlace the percentages of potatoes to stuffing mixture because okay. I feel that they are both the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just different flavors, right. but consistency and sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um then there's obviously the dinner rolls. Right. Then okay. there's the other assorted accoutrement that your family brings. Like mine is for some reason, a big Jello salad mm, family. Mm-hmm. So you need to get a little brick of that. Um, Is it the Jello salad with like the pretzels? Well, they call it the ribbon salad. So it's like a green Jello, a red Jello, and then some white goo. See, because I've always been a fan of the white goo and the pretzels with the red Jello on top. Okay, had that before. Yeah, my but I, I, my family does not put pretzels in their Jello. Oh, okay, well, I'm missing um, out in life. And then um, one of the things that's tradition in our house that some people seem to think is weird is we always make sauerkraut with the, the okay. turkey. Okay, we so we I see that. that. My wife makes that as more of a Christmas thing. Okay, um, from her family. Uh, so I can understand that. We also are big on our family, uh, being of the Italian heritage. We also always have like a ziti or a lasagna or something like that as well. Yeah. Um, which sometimes can be rather heavy with everything else, but, uh, this does spurn from my grandmother who was not that great of a cook when it came to American food, (laughs) but could, uh, cook Italian food. So the ziti and and that were always good. Turkey usually ended up being pretty dry. Okay. Um, my family and, you know, my married family right. mm-hmm. being, like, English and, and, you know, European descent. Straight up white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being predominantly white. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we anglicize the <laughs> rear end out of turkey. Got it. Got like, it. We can make us some turkey. Got I, it. I don't want to brag, but I every year I get called to make six turkeys mm-hmm. for the local VFW because they love them so much. Nice, nice. And what what do you usually go for the roasted turkey? No, no, I fry them for them. There you go. High five, buddy. Yeah, they mm-hmm. ask for the fried turkey, I fry the turkey. That is the way uh, to go. Me and my firefighter buddy, they love it because it's him and I standing there in front of the VFW with three pots going and we're frying turkeys mm-hmm. for them. And final thing I think we need to say is what is the essential pie you need at your Thanksgiving dinner? Without a doubt, um, it has to be my father-in-law's pumpkin pie. That man mm-hmm. does some magic with a pumpkin pie. Yeah. It's delicious. My second go-to, uh, my favorite pie is cherry. Mm. So yeah, I'd say pumpkin number one. Second, I'd probably go for sweet potato. Big fan of sweet potato pie. They're the same pie. Doesn't matter. I love them both. I do love them both. I do love them both. Um, join us next week for Turkey Talk. Uh- <laughs> This is your not butterball hotline. This is this is your take two takedown turkey talk T five. <laughs> That's great. That's what we should call the episode. New episode name T five today. Today's T five. That's T six now. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, folks. Peace. I got it. I just meant I should think of some shit. Just dot 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 dot. And then she was like looking at her feel phone. I can't my fingers. I yeah. can't feel my fingers right now. Ooh. Bron's gonna be angry. He's gonna be angry. Angry, bro. The big meat castle is gonna <laughs> get these hands. Why are we talking about hands and meat? Is that, his, is that his name? That's what Stephanie called him. The big meat castle? The big castle of man meat or something like that? <laughs> Exactly. A beardy boy. WTTP. 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 WTTP.